0: Do you feel overwhelmed with what you should be doing right now? Maybe you just confess to your spouse about having an affair or some sort of addiction and it feels so overwhelming with what your next step should be. You could get on social media and find some answers. You could talk to friends and get different answers. You could read books and get different answers. You're not even sure where to begin but you know that you can't stay here forever. It is so overwhelming with the choices, the conflicting information, and to top it all off, you don't even feel like anyone understands you and your situation. That was part of my story. A lot of the resources that I had access to were for situations where the husband had been unfaithful and now the wife was hurting. But that wasn't my story. My story was that I had been unfaithful and now my husband was hurting, and I didn't know what to do in that moment. So, lots of research, lots of conversation, and my own experience. I'm here to give you the first three things that I think you could do after you have confessed and you're looking for those first steps of healing and moving forward. Hey mama, welcome to Intimacy After Infidelity. Do you find yourself Googling, can a marriage survive infidelity or what's the first step to divorce? Do you wake up full of hope only to end the day with more shame when there's another stupid argument again? Hey, I'm Christina Joy, forgiven daughter of Jesus. I too felt the shame of infidelity and wished someone had a roadmap for how to get out of the mess so I could experience freedom. I kept telling myself I just needed to try harder to end the affair and fix my marriage. Until I found I needed Jesus to heal some deep wounds in my heart. Through prayer, lots of research, and developing new healthy habits, I was able to find healing to shed my shame once and for all. Now I'm excited to share everything I've learned with you. So find your safe space and pop in that earbud. Let's rebuild your life and marriage better than it's ever been. Are you in a season where you feel so alone, like no one understands? And how could you possibly talk to any of your friends about your current situation? Well, I want to invite you to come hang out with a group of Jesus-loving women just like you. Inside of my free Christian infidelity recovery community, you will find that group, that sisterhood that gets it they have also walked in those shoes and they are willing to also encourage and hold people accountable. And we're all there together working on our marriages, working on ourselves and our relationship with God. And I am there to offer free real-time advice for your specific questions and your specific situation. It is confidential and it is the place to be so that when you are feeling lonely, you know that there are other sisters who are right there with you. So come join now, it is facebook.com groups slash intimacy after infidelity, and I will have that linked for you in the show notes. All right, let's dig in. I still remember the night that I confessed my affair to my husband, and even those days and weeks that came after that. It was so, I don't know if excruciating is the right word, but it felt like one long, long, long conversation. There were so many nights, while there were so many days where we could just survive, we were thankfully able to spend a lot of time as a family. And so we got through the day. It was all we could do to get the kids to bed at night so that he and I could continue a conversation if he had a new question or a new thought, or if there was something that I had learned that I wanted to share. And so it was lots and lots of conversations. And I also remember some nights where I physically felt the weight of those conversations and those emotions. And I remember some nights we said, okay, no more talking about this. Let's play a board game so that we can still be together and we can try to have some fun together without this burden of this elephant in the room. Honestly, it was like an elephant moved into our house and we were constantly dealing with it. So I know that it is very overwhelming. I was researching on different social media accounts, people that I trusted that had a reputable a title Like that, it was their ministry to help marriages. So, I was researching on there, I was looking for different books, and I really, really just wanted to be able to talk to somebody. So, I was Googling, you know, um, a fair recovery, or can a marriage survive after infidelity, and you know, how to rebuild your marriage after infidelity. So, I was searching and searching. And praise Jesus, there was a lady that I came across that she was such a blessing because she took time out to talk to me and that was exactly what I needed. She encouraged me, she listened to me, and she told me that I was not alone. That was huge. My husband also knew that I was struggling and he mentioned that to one of his friends. Well, lo and behold, This other couple of friends of ours, they knew of another couple that had walked our same journey, and so they were able to connect us. We were able to meet in person and develop a a beautiful friendship for such a hard time, but there were many days where I felt like I was alone because there were no resources that spoke to me, so that honestly is why I'm here today, why I am speaking out to say Wife, sister, friend, you are not alone. There is no shame. There is healing and forgiveness in Jesus, but you are not alone. And so let me walk through this journey with you if you have no other support. So what I wanted to tackle today was three things that I believe will anchor you when you're not sure what to do. You're getting conflicting information and You just don't know what to do. You almost feel stuck and frozen in the middle of this healing journey. So three things that will anchor you whenever that comes up and things that that are honestly I use the word anchor because it keeps me grounded. It keeps me rooted, but they are crucial to the healing journey. Okay, so number one, start having time with Jesus. You need to learn how to receive forgiveness and grace, and you need to learn how to give that to yourself. So when I, even before I confessed to my husband, I look back and I notice that I had started really intentionally journaling journaling and praying about a month before all this happened. And so I can see that the Spirit was just starting to stir my heart to prepare me for what was to come. But about a month before all this went down, I had become very intentional to get up early in the morning before my kids, before my husband. I knew that I needed my alone time with Jesus. So for me, that was journaling and reading the Bible. And if that's as simple as opening you know, a Bible app, Uh, Mine gives me verses and devotions every day, or you can go find your own devotional and something to walk through. But being in the Bible, and for me, it was having a journal to help me focus my prayers and my emotions and getting very, very real and honest with God. You know, if I was feeling angry, I told him that. If I was feeling forgotten, I told him that but i also had to work through receiving that forgiveness and what was my new identity i remember journaling that question god who am i who am i not just wife and mother and you know all these things on my resume but really deep down at my core who am i and do i believe that i have been forgiven and that i can still be loved am i still lovable All of those questions that are very, very important to your heart and your soul. Please take those and sit with Jesus on a regular basis. If it could be every day, if it could be, you know, twice a day, however, that works out for you. Okay. the second thing that is that you need to start talking with someone, whether it's a coach or a counselor or a very trusted, wise friend that can hold you accountable. I know that you are a very smart girl, but you cannot figure out this situation totally on your own. You need someone that's outside that can see the whole picture objectively, that they care about you and they want to help you, but they're gonna be willing to speak truth and redirect when you start to get a little off course. So if you're looking for someone to talk to, I would love to have a free call with you. No strings attached. Consider it me paying it forward. Someone did it for me. I would love to do that for you. To sit with you, to hear your story, to put my arm around you and encourage you and say, it will be okay. I know what you're feeling, what you're thinking. But I promise you that there will be a light at the end of the tunnel, even if you can't see it yet. And the reason that I offer my time here is because I know from personal experience that even if you're ready to jump into counseling, it's often a very long time before you can actually get in. I think our first counseling appointment, we had to wait. It was like six or seven weeks. Well, I didn't have time to be sitting around for six and seven weeks when we were miserable. So that's why I found somebody that I could talk to immediately right away while I was waiting for that future appointment. Some of this journey is time sensitive. Time is passing. And I was not in a spot where I wanted to just let it pass with all the hurt and the anger and the awkward conversations. I needed help now. And so that's why I was able to reach out to someone and kind of expedite the process so I wasn't sitting in it forever. Okay, and then the third thing, start clearing your schedule for your spouse. There will need to be conversation. You cannot avoid this. But when you clear your schedule, you need to have no distractions. You need to not be in a hurry. And This could be something simple, like start with, you know, a 10 minute check in every day. Kids go to bed, you guys block out, you know, up to half an hour where you're just going to listen to each other without interruption. Now, this could also be longer. Maybe you know that there needs to be a conversation and it might take an hour or two. Or like in our example, I said some nights it was a board game. So we're going to block out an hour or two for this board game before we go to bed. But I knew that for this season, evening hours were reserved for my husband. Days he was off work, I was committed to spending time with him and with the family. So you've got to understand because of the nature of this situation, you were able to find time for your affair partner, I guarantee that you can find time for your spouse, you need to show him that he is a priority to you. With your words, with your actions, show him that he is a priority. If you tell me that you want to save your marriage, what are you willing to do for that? If you want to rebuild your marriage and make it healthier than it's ever been before, what are you willing to do? Are you willing to sit down and start having personal time with Jesus, to dig deeper, to get below the surface level? Are you willing to talk to someone? And I was very selective who I talked to. We did not make some public announcement about what was going on, you know, to our church or to our family. No, this was very private. And so we were careful about who we chose to talk to. But are you willing to dig in with someone? And then finally, are you willing to clear your schedule for your spouse? Can you find that time, whether for something fun or something serious, but something that will show your spouse that you are here for him and that you are committed and you're willing to make the time and the effort to rebuild something new. So that's the encouragement I want to leave you with. Remember that in this process, you are beginning to walk in new Life, the old is gone, the new has come. And so that's for you and your heart, but that's also for your marriage. Things a year from now should not look like they did in the past. If you've drawn that line in the sand to say, I need to confess this sin and I am walking out of it, then you are a new creation and so is your marriage. So things will drastically change and they will look drastically different. So friend, if I can be of any help to you, please feel free to reach out. Again, look for our Facebook community linked down in the show notes, but we would love to have you join in that conversation. And even if you need to just come hang out and be a fly on the wall for a little while, but some encouragement and prayer going on in there. So that's what I have for you today, but be blessed. I am praying for you and I look forward to talking with you soon. Hey mama, I hope today's episode encouraged your heart. If you need to talk about this some more, would you send me a message at christinajoycoaching.com? Also, please take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It thrills my heart to know this podcast is helping you heal your heart so you can shed the shame of your affair. I am cheering for you and I can't wait to hear your story. I'll meet you back here on Tuesdays and Thursdays for another episode. As always, be clothed with strength and dignity and laugh without fear of the future.